Support for NPR comes from ADP. Say you're in HR and a solar flare adds an extra hour to each day. How would this impact business? ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to help your business take on the next anything. ADP, always designing for people. In Night Swim, a family moves into a house with a haunted swimming pool. The film stars Wyatt Russell and Carrie Condon, who must protect themselves and their family from dark, wet forces. I'm Stephen Thompson, and today we are talking about Night Swim on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Third Love. Third Love makes solutions for every bra problem. Give yourself more lift, smoothing, and get straps that stay put. Every style's wear-tested on real women, made from premium materials, with a virtual fitting room to help you find your perfect fit. Comfort and support are guaranteed. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the official Hacks podcast from Max. Join the creators and showrunners of Hacks as they discuss each episode and speak with the cast and crew about the making of the series. Listen to the official Hacks podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. Don't settle. Find love at first drive. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Support for NPR comes from ADP. Don't know if you've heard, but the latest workplace trend is currently sneaking up on your business. What is it? Could be anything. The great cubicle comeback, maybe a global bagel shortage. Dealing with anything is what ADP does best, something they've been doing for over 70 years. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions so businesses are ready for the next anything. ADP, always designing for people. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Joining me today is Jordan Morris. He's a podcaster and Eisner Award-nominated comic book writer. His new one, a YA horror comedy called Youth Group, is available for pre-order now. Welcome back, Jordan. Hi, great to be here. It's great to have you. Also with us, Kristen Meinzer. She co-hosts The Daily Fail, a podcast that does comedic close readings of the tabloids. She also co-hosts How to Be Fine, a podcast that looks at the good and bad of the wellness industry. Hey, Kristen. Hi. Thanks for having me back. It is a pleasure to have both of you. So in Night Swim, Wyatt Russell plays a former baseball player who's been forced into retirement due to the early stages of MS. He and his wife, played by Carrie Condon, decide to settle down by an old house and refurbish its dilapidated swimming pool. It seems to be a great fit for the couple, their teenage daughter, and their young son, until the pool turns out to be, well, 
haunted. It's got healing properties for dad, but others in the family don't seem to be so lucky. And I mean, look, that's the plot. Swimming pools haunted. Night Swim is based on a short film by Rod Blackhurst and Bryce McGuire. McGuire wrote and directed the new film. Night Swim is in theaters now. Jordan Morris, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of Night Swim? Okay, so this is the hardest I've laughed in a movie theater in some time. Okay. (laughs) Apologies to great recent comedies uh, like Bottoms and No Hard Feelings. But, you know, as far as LOLs per minute, hard to beat this movie. Now, how many of those laughs were intentional? Um, I don't know. Uh, Are there any? I would say maybe 50% of the laughs are intentional and 50% are pure B-movie cheese, but um, I really did have a blast in a weird way. Okay, but like, was the movie good? Uh, I think the movie is not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about what happened in my movie theater. The pool is haunted, and it's all anyone can talk about. The people in the movie are obsessed with their swimming pool, and there's this moment where the Wyatt Russell character is going to the doctor... And she's telling him how great his injuries look and how he's been improving. And he's like, yes, we've been doing water therapy. And then looks down the barrel of the camera and says, we have a pool. And my theater just <laughs> lost it. And after that, all bets were off. Anytime anyone <laughs> mentioned the pool, it really felt like seeing cats in the theaters. I don't know if any oh, of wow. you saw cats, but I, sure did. I feel like every movie theater you know, playing that movie had a moment where everyone's like, we're just going to agree this is a comedy, right? And it was kind of this, <laughs> you know, understanding that everyone in the theater had with each other. And yeah, this movie has so much cheese, so much camp. Yeah, at a certain point, everyone just started kind of laughing and yelling at the screen. And I don't know if that's what they intended. I don't think so. I don't think this is supposed to be <laughs> wet, rocky horror, but <laughs> it kind of is in a weird way. Okay, how about you, Kristen? You know, if the movie would have committed early on to being a comedy, I would have been more on board with it. But to me, it felt like it took itself so seriously for the first two-thirds of the movie. We're really digging into this lead character played by Wyatt Russell and the loss of his baseball career and how much that means to him. And there are so many scenes of him, you know, thinking about baseball, uh, (laughs) coaching little league kids as they play baseball. And it, it really is a story of a man who's lost his only identity. The only thing he cares about in life is baseball. And it takes itself so seriously so that by the time the real laughs came in for me, I felt like it was just such an abrupt shift from this seriousness to, oh my gosh, literally one of the ghouls. I'm like, is that Shrek? And I started laughing out loud and I thought, well, maybe this is a comedy, but for the first two thirds, they didn't know it was a comedy. So I really just wish the film would have committed to being one thing or the other. A man whose spirit has been broken and another spirit takes over. Or a movie that's just stupid and campy and owns up to the fact that this is just a haunted swimming pool. I also just took issue with the world building and the rules of the universe. Like, I don't really quite understand what's going on with this pool. Does the pool (laughs) need sacrifices for people to get their wishes? If so, does a cat have a wish and it needs to go into the swimming pool? I had that same question. I had (laughs) (laughs) And also... Uh, does the pool sludge then live within you forever if you are getting your wish coming true? But then 
how, how does the pool sludge get in you if you don't have a wish? I don't know. There were a lot of rules I didn't quite understand, and I tried to map them out in my mind. And I looked at like that meme of that kind of middle-aged blonde lady with all the equations going around her head. That's how I felt during some of this. Like, what are the rules of this universe? I didn't quite get it. If it would have just completely committed to the comedy, though, I would have loved it. Because I really did laugh quite hard during the last 15 minutes. Yeah. I didn't necessarily have the experience of this as a camp comedy or or a Cats style. Everyone's laughing at it. I just found it really underbaked. And I got home and, and my, my partner was like, so tell me about the pool. <laughs> and she was like, where does the haunting force live and everything? And I said, well, the pool is well-fed and also well-fed. And then I was like, see, now that is a joke they could have put into this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, missed opportunities abounds. You have a lot of pool cliches in this, right? Like there's a Marco Polo scene. There's a mm-hmm. diving for change scene. Mm-hmm. But there's no scene where a character doesn't wait 30 minutes after they eat. There's no oh, – there should have been a what? scene with a kid eating a corn dog and then looking uh-huh. at a clock and then slow uh-huh. push in on the pool – There's no warnings against the dangers of horseplay in this. So many missed opportunities. Yeah, and there's no broken glass at the pool. The broken glass is inside. Oh, yeah, Yeah. right, yeah. There's no uh, single bee flying around the pool. I always feel like at a public pool, there's always one bee. (laughs) Uh, The Carrie Condon character does rescue, like, a cricket Mm -hmm. from the pool Oh, yeah, you're right. That's her kind of save the cat moment, right? There's that old screenwriting trope. You have to save a cat to prove you're a likable character. She scoops a cricket. That's right. That's how we know to root for her. Otherwise, we would just be, like, wishing for her demise. Right. (laughs) I think she's great in this movie. I think she's really, really good. She's Carrie Condon. She was just nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Like, she's great in the Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, totally. I actually think all the actors are great in this movie. I think they all did the best they could with what they were given. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they were given the right material. Um, I especially like the little boy, Gavin Warren, who plays the son. Yeah. I always admire little kids in horror movies who can play the vulnerability and the fear mm. in a way that's convincing. And I think Gavin Warren does that. But it's it's not the actor's fault. I don't personally think the actors did a bad job. I just don't think they were given good material. I agree with you. I, I, I do think Wyatt Russell has a vibe that I would describe as snowboard instructor. <laughs> His reactions are sometimes along the lines of like, Jack in the Box forgot to throw in the hot sauce. <laughs> While we're talking about performances in this film, I did want to shout out Nancy Lenahan, oh, yeah. uh, who plays the realtor who sells them the house. And I realized watching her in this film, she has become this generation's Edie McClurg. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. I get so excited every time I see her. Yeah. It's like, I oh, do too. there she is. She's, she's McClurgan <laughs> all over this movie. <laughs> and yeah, and I think there are a couple of good, you know, legit comedy performances in this. like. Uh, there's a little cameo from Ben Sinclair. Do you guys know that mm-hmm. actor? High he maintenance, the, yep. High maintenance, the yeah. The guy he, next to me in the theater was very excited about that guy. <laughs> yeah, and he plays a like pool expert who kind of explains to them that it is well-fed. And mm-hmm. he's really funny, like, intentionally. And it is so weird that there there's this, like, great, you know, actual comedy in this movie. And then there's the other stuff. Well, speaking of comedy that may or may not have been intentional. What did y'all think of the actual kind of visual representation of the water beasties themselves? They made the big mistake that 
a lot of horror movies make, mm-hmm. which is they show the beast and the beast just isn't scary enough. And yeah. Yeah. I think it's preferable just not to show the beast usually. But if you show the beast, it better damn well be terrifying. And there are a couple of moments like that where I'm like, just stick to the sludge, stick to hair coming out of the you know, pool filtration system. Like, whose hair is that? You know, stick to, you know, what are these sticks and these leaves that, oh no, what is my, ha- what's happening to my hand? It's caught in this thing right now. Stick to that kind of scariness. We don't need to see the beast. It As soon as we see the beast in this movie, it just feels silly is the word for it, I think. Silly. That's a great way to describe it. And yeah, and again, this movie is such a good example of the monster is scarier when you're not seeing it. Uh, and yeah, yeah w- when they finally do show it, it is, uh, it's pretty goofy. Yeah. That was certainly my takeaway <laughs> was every time they showed it, I'm like, I'm not even, sc- I would go into a swimming pool right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie shouldn't make you want to swim. <laughs> oh, this movie made me want to swim so much. Part of it is it's January, oh, but yeah. like this film super made me want to swim. <laughs> So Night Swim was produced by Blumhouse and Atomic Monster. Uh, They are the producers who brought you Megan last year. It's always a good sign (laughs) when they advertise these things as from the producers. How does this film compare to the other films that have been released by Blumhouse and Atomic Monster? I mean, you you have a mix. You have some gory movies. You have some PG-13 films like this one. Uh, This one definitely fits into the formula of benign thing is scary now. But how, how else does it compare? Megan is such a fun movie and definitely like is a more controlled version of this, right? Like you have some scares, but you have some laughs, you have a little bit of camp. The soup just kind of works better with that movie and, and a lot of other ones they've made. Yeah, this one just doesn't quite get there. And, and and I did feel like I was laughing at it more than I was laughing with it. I wish it would have just chosen Elaine. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. when I think of the Conjuring movies, for example, I think, mm-hmm. oh, that is scary. It knows what it's trying to be. I know what I'm going to get, and they set the tone early on, and they stick with it. And I love Megan, by the way. Megan, I thought, was hilarious. And again, it knew what it was trying to be, and within the first 15 minutes of the movie, we know, we laugh, we feel creeped out, but we're laughing at the same time. And this movie just didn't quite know what it was. It didn't seem to get its legs. I even got confused about what year it was in the movie, because the movie opens with a placard on the screen saying 1992. And then I didn't realize, I'm like, hold on, was that a flashback? Is this still 1992? Yeah. And then I got confused. And then I'm like, oh, it's the present because they have Apple laptops and they're talking about Tide Pods. Okay, it's not 1992. Right. But there's also like video footage of his playing career, which is not that far into the past. Yes. It's shot it on, be on like VHS. a handy cam yes. circa 1991. Yes. So I was so confused. And about halfway through the movie, I understood what year it was. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also was thinking a little bit about when does this take place while I was watching. And, and in general, I kind of appreciate it. When a movie tries to be kind of timeless in a way, you know, because I think a lot of times you see a movie and there's like some sweaty references to like, we're going viral or that better not end up on your TikTok. <laughs> and just uh, one one more thing before we go. Um, was I the only one in my head constantly singing, working on my night swim? 
No, I was singing the REM song, Night Swimming. Oh! <laughs> Glenn Weldon and I were discussing before this film if it was going to deploy a needle drop of the song Night Swimming by REM. It does not. I no. was thinking about the Simpsons joke about Night Boat, the crime-solving boat, ah. and kept referring to this film as Night Boat before I saw it. <laughs> so uh, now you have a little window into all right. of our brains. There's always an inlet or a fjord. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's always an inlet. All right, we want to know what you think about Night Swim. Find us at facebook.com slash PCHH. That brings us to the end of our show. Jordan Morris, Kristen Meinzer, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, this was a blast. Thank you so much. We want to take a moment to thank our Pop Culture Happy Hour Plus subscribers. We appreciate you so much for showing your support of NPR. If you haven't signed up yet, want to show your support and listen to this show without any sponsor breaks, head over to plus.npr.org slash happy hour or visit the link in our show notes. This episode was produced by Ramel Wood and edited by Mike Katzeff. Our supervising producer is Jessica Reedy, and Hello Come In provides our theme music. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm Stephen Thompson, and we will see you all tomorrow. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the NPR Wine Club. Get the world of wine delivered to your door. When you join the NPR Wine Club, you'll receive the stories behind every bottle and favorite NPR shows and personalities arriving in liquid form, like Weekend Edition Cabernet and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Zinfandel. The NPR Wine Club is a delicious way to support NPR's programming. If you're 21 or older, uncork a special offer at nprwineclub.org podcast. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts.